What's up, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of I'm Mostly Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to start off by saying I'm really sorry if you can hear any type of background construction noise. Um, Hopefully the music overlay will help drown that out a little bit. I also want to say thank you so much for all the positive feedback on last week's episode where I talked a little bit about um, adult friendships and how, you know, they change as you're kind of progressing through different phases of your life. Um, that episode did really well and people seem to enjoy it. So I'm glad that you guys liked it and thank you for coming back. Um, this week we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Um, we are still, you know, there are areas of California that are still in what's being called the purple zone for COVID which means that things are still, you know, pretty much completely shut down. Um, So we have not, like, this is the new normal, you know. Um, And for a lot of people, they have had the opportunity in the last couple months to go back to work since in other places things have opened up. And that's awesome. Um, Hopefully that's helping you have a more regimented schedule um, and feel, you know, really productive Um, and keeping you busy. But for some of us who have not gone back to work yet and are in the process of looking for jobs or maybe doing like online school um, or just have more free time on your hands, I wanted to make an episode to kind of outline how I have a productive day um, when I don't have work or school or a specific, you know, event or something that I need to plan around. This is just kind of your run of the mill day um, and how I kind of keep myself from going crazy out of boredom. Um, And I know a, a lot of these tips are going to seem, you know, like repeats or pulled from the internet or everybody says this, things that you already know, but, um, many of them, I, have put a little bit of a spin on. They're a little bit more individualized and hopefully that makes it more applicable to different people. Because trust me, I have watched, you know, so many videos on how do I be productive and how do I get more done in the day and all this kind of stuff. And many of them say the same thing. Um, and that it just hasn't always been successful for me. So hopefully I can share some things that help you. Um, number one on this list is to make a list. Now I tried to be like a planner journal person. I still have a planner that I really enjoy, but I found that since I'm not, you know, taking it to class or taking it to work, I don't need something that is so mobile. Um, so we actually have like a whiteboard calendar put up by our front door. Um, and so every day when, you know, I get up and I'm getting my day going, I put a to-do list on the whiteboard. And so it's very big and visible. It's in my face. And the other thing that I like about it is every time Ronnie comes home from work, he sees the list. And so there's that little bit of an external motivator to like get things done because somebody else is going to be holding me accountable. If you're putting a to-do list in like a planner or a notebook, 
um, or even on your phone, other people can't hold you accountable for it because other people can't see it. Um, so I make a big to-do list. I don't necessarily put things in the order that they're going to get done because sometimes, you know, things happen and I don't want to put myself through, you know, the stress or the disappointment of not getting things done in an order that was predetermined. Um, instead, I just kind of write out what comes to mind. Um, and that helps me have at least a basis of a plan for the day. The next thing that I do, especially when I have several hours during the day that, you know, are not going to be filled with specific activities. Um, I try to block my time. So, you know, if I have several chores written on the list, then I'm going to block out two hours and that's when I'm going to get all the chores done. Um, and then, you know, Loki is going to need a walk or to play or to have a training session. And I'm going to set aside 30 minutes to do that. And, um, you know, Ronnie's going to be home at this time and dinner takes this long to make. So I'm going to block out my time for that. Again, it's not a very strict schedule. I'm not saying that I'm doing X, Y, and Z at 1, 2, 3 p.m. It's more, um, here's the amount of hours that I have on hand. And those are the amount of hours that I'm designated for X, Y, and Z tasks. Um, so blocking your time is something that I found to be really helpful as well. Uh, the third thing and this, I realized that it's not going to be applicable or of an available option for maybe many people that are listening. Um, but have a dog. <laughs> Loki has helped me to structure my days so much because he has needs and he can't take care of those needs without me. So like, you know, I know that before 10 a.m. every day, I have to be up and he has to get a morning walk or at the very least he needs to go out to the bathroom. Um, and so that ensures that I'm at least getting out of bed by that time every day. Um, and I'm, you know, up and moving at a certain time so that he can relieve himself. And then the same thing in the afternoon, if I have things that I want to get done, I know by usually between two and 4 PM that Loki's ready for another bathroom break. And by this time he's usually a little bit restless. And so he's going to want to play or take a walk. Um, where we do, you know, pretty structured training sessions. And so again, I have to block my time for those activities and that encourages me to get other things done before I have to put my attention on Loki. So I'll pop a load of laundry in or I'll get the dishes done or I'll vacuum or something like that. Um, so again, I know that not everyone can have a dog or even wants to have a dog. But I do have to say that having someone else depend on you um, has helped me to be more productive. So if you can, I definitely recommend it. Bonus is that they're so cute and lovable and they're just loyal and fun to hang out with. And Loki is really the light of my life. So highly, highly recommend. Um, the next thing 
I would say I don't like to call it a low effort workout, but that's what I'm going to call it. And this is why if I'm having a bad day, if I'm feeling particularly unmotivated, extra tired, if I'm, you know, bloated or just not in the mood to go to the gym, um, I try to encourage myself to do something at home. Something that I have found, however, is number one, whenever I work out at home versus at the gym, my home workouts are always less intense than the gym. I don't know if there's this aspect of like, oh, nobody's watching me, so I don't have to push myself as hard. Or um, there's obviously less equipment for me to use. So my workouts are generally more mundane, a little bit boring. I don't know exactly what the mental pressure of that is, but when I work out at home, it is always less intense than at the gym. And I'm generally limited to doing um, like body weight strength training or like HIIT training because we have like no equipment. I have a jump rope, I have a single dumbbell, and we have like yoga mats and some resistance bands. And that is what our home gym consists of. Um, and I found myself too, trying to get up, you know, the energy and the excitement and the motivation to do like a 20 minute hit workout at home is so difficult. I found it a little bit easier when I was doing workouts with my mom and my sister. And if Ronnie's home, sometimes that's a little bit easier, but by myself, I, I lack this kind of internal push to make myself do a hard workout at home. So what usually ends up happening is I half-ass a 20 minute hit workout, or I decide that it's too much and I don't do anything at all. And then I'm kind of guilt tripping myself about, oh, now you didn't even do a single workout and you've been snacking and eating all day, like major failure. And then I just make myself feel bad. So what I've tried to incorporate instead, instead of pushing myself to do this 20 minute, super intense, you know, high impact workout, if I can get up and I can do 10 to 15 minutes of yoga, um, or like a beginner Pilates workout or something, I mean, I'm not saying that those things are easy because they're not, but they're a little bit easier to ease into versus, you know, we're going to do burpees for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like it's not a low effort workout. Yoga is difficult and Pilates is difficult, but they're low effort in the sense that I don't think they take as much mental preparation to kind of get started. And you know, they're shorter and you, you still feel good about yourself. You're like, Oh, I did an activity. I got moving today. Um, I blocked out X amount of, you know, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes, you got up and you accomplished this thing. It's better for your body. It's better for your mind. And you don't have to beat yourself up about doing it, you know, kind of half-assed. It's a low effort workout with high reward. Um, so I recommend looking into those types of alternatives and even if yoga or 
Pilates or um, anything like that is too much, just stretch. Get up and for 15, 20 minutes, stretch your body out. Stretch out the muscles that have been, you know, sitting still because you watched a lot of TV that day. Or, you know, just try to incorporate some flexibility back in. Get your blood pumping, get your body moving, and I swear it will make you feel better. Okay, let's see. Next. Ooh, okay. Planning your meals. This has been so, so helpful for a number of reasons. Number one, when I have a day that I plan out this, what we're going to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we eat healthier. We don't eat out. We have, you know, all of the major food groups incorporated, um, and they're good, filling, delicious, balanced meals. Um, and I've also found again, like I was talking about earlier, blocking your time, when I am planning a meal that maybe takes a little bit more prep, I want to make sure that I get household stuff done before I start cooking because cooking is going to take time. Um, and it's just, it's something that makes me feel good. I found a real love for cooking, especially in quarantine, trying out new recipes and cuisines. Um, I get extreme satisfaction from making a meal that Ronnie loves. I mean, like you could ask him every time I make a new dinner, you know, something that we haven't had before I take a bite and then I always wait and look to see his reaction to be like, does he love this? Does he think it's okay? And then I usually ask him to compare it to other meals I know he loves. So for example, I make like an enchilada casserole that he loves. That one we compare to a lot. Um, I made a coconut lime chicken that he really liked. So I, I use those as like kind of comparison bases to see is this better or worse or whatever. Um, and planning meals has helped a lot with that. Now I did for any of you who also follow me on Instagram, um, I shared kind of a story series talking about how Ronnie and I have been doing research into um, eating a plant-based diet. We watched a couple documentaries. We're both in the middle of listening to several podcasts from different experts on both sides, um, both you know pro-veganism and pro-eating animal products. And we're trying to get as much well-rounded information as we can before moving forward. Um, and I do, I had an overall positive response when I asked if you guys would be interested in hearing about this. So I have a couple episodes planned on, you know, kind of talking about how we got started um, and why we're wanting to do this, what our specific health concerns were, um, kind of the resources that we used, um, and then also I'm going to dedicate an episode to addressing the cons of pursuing a vegan diet. And that's going to talk about like health cons and environmental cons because it does go both ways. And so I'm doing a ton of research to put those podcast episodes together. Um, so I'm really excited to share that with you all back to what I was saying. Um, planning our meals is going to be a little bit different in the next 
month just because we are altering our diet, but it makes it more fun. And we're going to try, we're going to get to try new flavor combinations and just new foods in general. Um, so we're super excited to, to make that change. Um, let's see. Okay. The next thing is more of a, a concept than a specific, uh, task or idea. Um, and that is when you're composing your to-do list for the day, what is your easy to difficult ratio? Now this type of thing is going to vary for everyone. For example, there are certain chores that I don't mind doing at all. I find them relaxing. I find them enjoyable and I would do them every day, twice a day. Um, and there are some chores that I absolutely loathe. I think they take too much time and effort and I hate them. Um, for example, like I, I enjoy cleaning the bathroom. It's, it just makes me feel good to have a clean bathroom, but I hate doing laundry, hate it. And so I put off doing laundry until our basket is wildly overflowing and we're actually in the middle of doing several loads today. Is this, it's a problem, but I just hate doing laundry. But the bathroom, I love to clean. Um, so when you're composing your to-do list, I would recommend, you know, half of it should be easy tasks that you like, that bring you joy, that don't take too much, you know, mental prep um, or motivation to do. So if you have chores you like, put them on the list, even if they're not, you know, super, super urgent. Like I don't need to clean the bathroom twice a week, but maybe the counters are a little bit dirty or maybe the, the sink is a little bit dirty. So putting it on the list, even if I'm kind of half cleaning it, um, it still gives me that satisfaction of getting to check something off and feeling good about that and still making my environment, you know, better and happier and healthier for me to live in. So there, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, and you know, if you need to lighten the quantity of more difficult tasks that you have on there, that's okay too. You could make a to-do list that's just full of things you like. And that would be totally fine. And I also have to stress that a to-do list is not always just chores. Um, I frequently on the to-do list put like walking Loki or training Loki on there. That's something that I know I'm going to have to do every day. So it seems a little bit redundant to put it on the list, but it's just kind of a visual reminder that, Hey, make sure you block your time for this and get it done. Um, I'm currently taking a class, an online class to be a medical scribe, to get a medical scribe cert certification. And so I put on the list, you know, if I'm going to do a chapter out of a module, um, again, I, there's not really a specific timeline for that. I have a year to complete the class. I'm hoping to be done with it in a couple of weeks. Um, but that's, it's just something that I put on there or when I'm doing research for the podcast, or if I'm designing new thumbnails for different episodes, like those are not necessarily things that Ronnie cares about or that affect our house or whatever, but they're things that I need to accomplish. And so they go on the list. 
Um, and they're not always that difficult, but it's nice to just have, again, that visual reminder up there to look at. So just be conscious of that. If you incorporate to-do lists into your everyday life, it doesn't all have to be chores or things that you don't like. There should be things on there that bring you joy too. Um, next, this one probably, probably could have gone at the top, but because I have not been able to, to consistently do it successfully, I just kind of pushed it down towards the bottom. Um, but that is waking up early and you can give, if you are someone who doesn't like the mornings, you can give me any excuse or whatever in the world about why it's hard for you to get up. I know them. I've been there. I've said all of them. I go to bed too late or I didn't sleep well or um, I feel sick or the list goes on and on about reasons that it's difficult to wake up early. And I'm not going to lie, like some people are just not morning people and that's totally fine. Um, And I have struggled with finding a way to just get myself out of bed and stay out of bed. I found that that was my problem. I could hear my alarm and I could wake up and that would be fine. And then I could usually, you know, I'd get up and go to the bathroom or I'd get some water or I'd give Loki breakfast or whatever, but then I would get back into bed. (laughs) And usually that was because I was trying to wake Ronnie up and he is also not a morning person at all. And it's really difficult to get him out of bed. So then I would get back in bed to kind of just bug him and annoy him. And then he ignores me. And then we both fall back asleep for another hour. That was not productive for either of us. Um, We tried different alarm sounds. We tried multiple alarms. We tried single alarms. Um, We are trying to get better about going to bed early. But, you know, like last night, Ronnie didn't get home till 1130. Um, It just with where our life is at right now, we're not going to be able to consistently go to bed by 10 p.m. It's just not realistic for us. Um, And then there was the whole idea of, you know, not using your phones before bed. Um, And that, again, like I, I think we go on and off. Sometimes we'll read or do something else. Or sometimes we just go directly to bed, but a lot of times we're on our phones. That's, you know, what we do or we're on our computers or whatever. Um, we could also try putting our phones away from us. Like I know that people say, if you put your alarm, you know, not right next to your bed, then having to get up encourages you to stay awake. Um, that was something that we did both try, but I mean, if we're being completely honest, like we have a whole phone charger set up and we like to have fully charged phones in the morning. So we leave our phones there right next to us. So all of these things that we tried didn't work for us, but we knew that we needed to get up early and stay up if we were going to have more productive days and just, you know, get things done. Um, So I went to Target and I bought just like a cheap, $10 alarm clock. And we set it to 7am. And we actually keep it in the living room. And it 
is not like a digital. It doesn't turn off. It'll just ring nonstop. So um, one of us will have to get up and turn that alarm off. And because you are kind of leaving the bedroom, we're hoping that eventually we'll be able to condition ourselves to just stay out of the bedroom. Like once you're up, stay out there, you know, take Loki out to the bathroom. As soon as we get up, the fresh air should help. Um, and we're doing okay. I think we did three or four days in a row where we both got up really early and we had good days. Um, yesterday was not quite as good. We slept in, but it's, we're, we're coming around to it and we're going to keep the alarm clock and hope that that like works for us because sleeping till 10, we just can't do it anymore. You know, um, and the last thing, the last kind of tip that I want to share, it seems a little bit cheesy and maybe this isn't your vibe. It's not something that you want to do. I totally get it. I was a little embarrassed and, you know, conscientious of it at first. Um, but I actually find it really helpful and that is to document your progress throughout the day. And I do this, um, through social media. So I pretty frequently, um, will do like cleanups on my Instagram stories or I'll share progress on different, you know, DIY stuff that I'm doing, or I'll show when I take Loki out or, you know, what I got from the store and, documenting those things and showing like, oh, hey, I cleaned up this room today, or this is what I did with my dog, or this is what I accomplished. It makes me feel good. Hopefully for some people it's entertaining. I personally love that type of content. Like those little like tap to tidy, tap to clean stories. I'll go through those all day. I find them incredibly satisfying. I enjoy them a lot, which is why I don't mind posting them. Um, and the same thing with DIY stuff. I've had a ton of people ask about certain projects or what I used or, you know, what tutorials or whatever. Um, and I love sharing them. I think that it's super fun. I highly encourage if you are stuck at home, like find a hobby that makes you happy. Um, and so using social media as kind of my daily productivity tracker has been you know, really beneficial. So if that's something you're into, I recommend trying it. Another great option is like, I have a group chat with my family. So my mom, my siblings, my grandparents, and we just kind of text each other randomly throughout the day. And if I do something really big, if there's a project I'm proud of or a meal I made that I'm super excited about, um, I share that with them. And so, you know, you can kind of spread the joy a little bit and you can get input and it just kind of helps hold you accountable and makes you feel good about what you accomplished that day. And again, it doesn't have to be this, you know, huge monumental, my entire apartment is clean. All the laundry and dishes are done. It doesn't have to be that it can be little things, but kind of the goal of this episode was just to give you tools to not be stationary all day and not get bored out of your mind and not, you know, kind of wallow <laughs> in this 
time period where nothing makes sense and nothing is normal. Because I get it. I spent, you know, weeks wallowing. And I still have days where I don't accomplish anything. I watch Netflix all day and I eat crap. And those days I don't feel good. And so I'm trying to limit them as much as possible and ultimately get them down to zero and just, you know, stay productive and active and moving as much as I can um, before I either decide to go back to school or before I get a job. Um, So yeah, I hope that some of these tips help you guys out. Hopefully some of it is something that you haven't considered trying before. Um, If you do try any of them, message me on Instagram. Let me know what you think. Let me know what worked for you. Um, Send me tips on how you manage your productivity during this time. I'd love to hear more of it. Um, And again, I'm going to keep doing research for the little like plant-based diet series that I'm going to put out. I don't know if it'll be this month. I really want it to be you know, complete and very organized for you guys. Um, it may be next month. We'll see. And then hopefully at the end of this month, I have another exciting episode coming where we might have our first guest. Um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I will talk to you next week. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) 